This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast to you from Maple Grove, Minnesota. That's right. Maple Grove, Minnesota, still up here in the tundra, enjoying the beautiful summer air. Just a little bit different than Florida air, slightly less humidity and slightly less I don't know, traffic. It's just the less traffic. But we're just so grateful to be back home in Minnesota, highlighting what God is doing in our home state, and so excited to bring you another great show. But before we get to our guest for today, I want to thank you for tuning in. Always, please check us out online, iworkforhim.com, iworkforhim.com. That's a great way to connect to us, great way to check out the I Work For Him Nation. We would love for you to join the I Work For Him Nation. That's right, Jim. So if people go to our website, IWorkForHim.com, they can, the first thing that happens is a little um, flag comes up and pops up and it tells about the nation. And what we mean by that is it's just a place where um, people can join. It really doesn't have any, um, you know, there's, what it is, is a personal commitment for people to say, I agree that I can pray for my coworkers, my employees, my vendors. And so it's a prayer, care, share, work, and disciple. And those are the the steps that it walks people through. Just a commitment, a personal commitment to say, you know what, I want to take this conversation to, and make it personal and make a difference in my workplace. So join the nation. Go out to iWorkForHim.com, click on the iWorkForHim Nation flag, start transforming your workplace today by allowing the Lord to start transforming your heart. We also love for you to connect to us on our listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Call us if you've got suggestions for future guests for the show, or maybe you've got feedback for us. Maybe you just really love it and you want to let us know. Words of affirmation, tops on our love languages chart. Love to hear from you, 866-713-WORK. Fishing. For some, it's a hobby. For some, it's a necessity, and for some, it's a full-time job, a ministry. However you look at it, those who would call themselves fishermen take it very seriously. I mean, very seriously. From generation to generation, fathers and mothers pass on their tricks and their favorite fishing spots and their rods, their reels, their favorite fishing lures. In Minnesota, where we're at today, fishing is a huge contributor to the state budget. Millions of Minnesotans spend time on the 10,000 lakes of Minnesota and the 20,000 plus ponds. This fishing is done in the heat and in the cold. 
whether the water is liquid or frozen. Fishing is serious stuff, and it's not for the faint of heart right here in Minnesota. The lakes in Minnesota can be perfectly calm, but with a sudden storm, they could turn deadly too. We drove by Lake Mille Lacs today. It's 50 miles across, and the lakes and the waves can get six or seven feet, and when the ice is coming off, the ice can pile dozens of feet high right on 169 as it gets blown across the lake with all of that said passing on the fishing legacy to the next generation it's a rite of passage but today we brought as we broadcast from maple grove minnesota we're going to talk to rob watlow about passing on a lot more than favored fishing spots and lures but passing on a legacy that's eternal to all kinds of fishermen legacy fishing retreats let's find out more rob watlow welcome to i work for him Thank you. I mean, it's just so great to be face-to-face once again, Rob. We haven't seen each other in 15-plus years. It's uh, great to see you and Martha. It's, uh, it's been a long time, and it's a, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm excited to highlight the ministry that God put into your heart a long, long time ago, but is living and breathing today. People can find out more about it, LegacyFishingRetreat.com, LegacyFishingRetreat.com. I'm right, right? There's no S at the end. That's, that's correct. LegacyFishingRetreat.com. Check it out. Not only can you get involved with Rob's ministry, but also you can reproduce what Rob is doing across the nation. Find out how to do it by talking to Rob Watlow. That's W-A-T-L-O-V. That's the way they do it in Minnesota. It's never what it looks like in Minnesota. (laughs) Rob, we always do this with every guest. We always start off with Jesus. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, I was blessed to be raised in a Christian family. Both my mother and my father are Christians. And uh, they took us to church uh, from the time we were real small. And uh, I accepted the Lord in daily vacation Bible school when I was 12 years old. And we had a pastor that uh, taught at Bethel Seminary, a very intelligent man, Emmett Johnson. He gave the uh, invitation every day after the daily vacation Bible school. Four days in a row, I uh, didn't go up. And the fifth day, I think the Holy Spirit kind of helped me up. But he didn't push me forward. I walked up forward on my own. Mm. And I accepted the Lord as my Savior when I was 12 years old and asked him to forgive me of my sins then. And I meant it as much as a 12-year-old could at the time. Um, but uh, life got a hold of me a little little, little later and uh, things uh, kind of drifted away from him from that point. Well, talk to us. When we first met, it was the late 80s. You were running a leasing business. Creative Leasing is the name of the business. Yes. And we that's how we met because Martha and I were doing car sales. You were doing, you were trying to get rid of your cars coming off lease, and I gladly helped you. I think we helped liquidate personally, I don't know, 20 or 25 Dodge Caravans, the shorties. <laughs> we, we liquidate a lot of those things. When you were in that business, I mean, were, were, were you walking with the Lord while you're running in that business? I mean, how did, how did God impact how you were running creative leasing? The, the moral uh, training that I got from my folks and from the church was definitely part of the business. It was a family-owned business, and we we tried to treat people by the golden rule, you know, treat people the way that you'd want to be treated. Um, but the um, my own personal, you know, he was my savior, but I had never really truly surrendered completely to the Lord. Uh, it was kind of a false humbleness now that I look back at it and that I probably presented to a lot of people, and uh, they probably bought it. Uh, but... Uh, there was there was something missing in my life because um, I was still trying to be king of my life, and uh, Jesus wasn't wasn't king, and I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, 
both in marriages and in business. And uh, over time, the, the business started to, to fail, not only because of the economy and what the banks were doing, but uh, decisions that I had made as well. So you mentioned, as we're prepping for the interview today, that the Lord laid on your heart for you to do something really unusual in 1991. What was that? Well, in 1991, I, I bought a little uh, farmhouse and barn and garage uh, from a good friend of mine to use as a hunt camp. And uh, I'm How many a, acres of land was it on? Three and a half acres. Okay. And I'm a waterfall hunter, so that's that was a love of mine and actually became an idol of mine. But... Uh, during that time, uh, when I bought it, I went into the the barn, crawled up in it, and it was a mess, it was full of hay and full of uh, mice and uh, bees and everything else. But the structure was so beautiful inside that built in the 1930s, and it was still in really good shape. And the Lord laid on my heart right then that it was supposed to be used for ministry. I didn't know how. Um, my marriage was failing. The business wasn't doing very well, really, at the time. Uh, maybe it looked like it was, but it wasn't. And... Um, so at that point, I, I really didn't know how to do it. So I took that uh, that camp that I bought, and I named it Rob's Hunt Camp, you know, basically an ego camp uh, <laughs> to to, uh, to do what I wanted to do and to bring the friends that I wanted to go out hunting with. And we did that for quite a few years until God got a hold of my heart and tried, finally convinced me that it really all belonged to him. So you developed it as a waterfowl camp. It must have been on water then, three and a half acres, but you had to have water then? La Caparo is a, is a great uh, waterfall refuge, especially at that time. There's about 180,000 Canada geese that would come into the area. So and we, we used, all know the world could use less Canadian geese. <laughs> and, and we're glad to help do that. So. <laughs> Make a sport out of it. Yes. Oh, that's fabulous. So, so how, did it come, how did it go from Rob's hunt camp to what it is today? Well, I started bringing some uh, other friends with, that were Christian friends uh, with, and two of them became my, my, my Barnabases, basically. Uh, one of them was Chris Atkins, um, uh, is part of Grace Unleashed Ministries, and, and Chris has actually just recently gone into the um, Ocala area of Florida and is the uh, worship minister at the Living Oaks Church hmm. uh, in the villages. Okay. And uh, so he he became one of my Barnabases. I had worked with him in his ministry a little bit. Another fellow by the name of uh, Rob Passer, who is now uh, a missionary for Reach Global and works with Crisis Relief. Uh, these two men uh, loved the Lord, and uh, they saw the passion that I had. And Rob especially had the same passions I did for hunting and fishing. He doesn't do as much now with what he's doing with Crisis Relief. But... Um, I think everybody needs a a Barnabas to encourage uh, what the Lord has laid on somebody's heart uh, that that is their uh, plan plan that he has for us to be a part of. When we come back, the rest of the story from Rob Wadlow as he talks about how the Lord moved him from Rob's hunt camp to LegacyFishingRetreat.com. You're listening to I Work Frame with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, Maple Grove, Minnesota. That's right, Jim. We are here with our uh, longtime friend, Rob Watlow. We haven't seen in years. Um, we used to do business together and um, excited to just be able to share with our listeners how God used um, a piece of property that was you bought purely for your own enjoyment, and it has turned into something way bigger than that for the kingdom. I think it's time for just a complete piece of of. Uh, transparency and authenticity. Rob, I think it's safe to say we probably did business together over a period of 10, 
to 10 to 15 years. I can't remember the last time I, I bought one of your vehicles and sold it to somebody else, but we did a lot of business over a lot of years. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that we probably never, ever once talked about our faith as we did business. No, we really, we really didn't, but I think we saw it in each other. I think we saw that, uh, that God was present by the way that we did business. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that we didn't spend time talking about it because I think it would have strengthened both of us at the time. Well, and, and that's that's my point in bringing it up is that you know that's just what the old gym was like. I mean, I was just trying to do good business, but I didn't know that my faith could impact everything I did. Not with that kind of level of intentionality. And uh, so it's tough to go back to my old friends and go, well, I'm a different gym today than I was back then. Yet, I mean, I know I wasn't doing anything illegal, but I wasn't living out vibrantly my faith. And that, You know, and that's one of the things, Jim, I think it's important that we um, stress that to our listeners, that this isn't about a conversation of beating yourself up for what you haven't done. But as we become aware that um, there's so much more that God is desires from us that we walk in that obedience. And mm-hmm. so that's really the challenge. And, you know, I, you're not, I, I, I want to, I don't know, challenge you a little bit because I don't think you're a different gym. You're still oh, the same. I'm a, I'm a different guy than I was. You're still the same person, but God has worked in you in an amazing way. That's like saying Joseph is a different Joseph. He was still Joseph. It was part of his, his journey from being the, the, you know, the smarty favorite brother to second in command of the known world at the time and that journey. Um, I just want, I just want our listeners to be encouraged by the fact that God uses us at every stage, but how much are we walking in obedience and what we do with that journey? So Rob, you have something to say? Yeah, we, uh, at our retreats, uh, we talk about God's plan. And how much better plan it is than any of our own. Mm-hmm. It's so much greater. And God is the one that's created all of us. He knows us inside out. He knows how we think, what our desires are, uh, what our talents are. And he knows how best to use those. And the, the beauty of getting into God's plan rather than the plans that we try to form for ourselves, his plan is so much bigger. It, it's it's so so much beyond what we think that once he leads us into it, it becomes a, a, a really a, a, an adventure uh, with him to find out who it is that he really wants us to become mm. and who he wants us to uh, share um, his, his good message of truth with. So let's talk about that transition for you. So in 1991, you buy this hunting camp, Rob's Hunt Camp. 21 years later, a different kind of Rob starts legacy fishing retreats. Talk, take us through that transition. The transition uh, happened, like I was telling you about the, the two Barnabases. And then we, in 2010, we actually formed a legacy fishing retreat. It's actually started as legacy hunting retreat. We added the fishing the next year. And after that, then we formed a, a board, uh, a legacy board, uh, got some gentlemen on. And, and I realized from what God had shown me already in working with the camp and so forth, that he wanted many people involved in this. I'm kind of a guy that wants to do everything myself, and I've, and I've been that way for most of my life. God is saying, no, that's not how I do business. I don't want it done that way. I, I, want, I want you to involve as many people in this as you can because you're all going to learn together, and you're all going to share together to be iron sharpening iron, basically, mm-hmm. as your goal. And so we did that, and uh, we formed a board, and I started taking counsel from these other wise businessmen that I, that I knew and that I got, got to know better. 
and they become very strong brothers. And uh, in 2011, we applied for a nonprofit. It wasn't until 2013 that the federal government authorized our our nonprofit license, and mm. they would not give it to us for the hunting, but they would for the fishing. And our board said, well, we want it for both. And I said, well, if we go for both, I says, and we don't get anything, I says, then we, we don't have a nonprofit. So I said, I think we should take it for fishing because we're going to be actually witnessing to more people in that than we will in the hunting because hunting is smaller groups. And it's loners, and hunting is you do alone. A lot of it were two or three or four guys, mm-hmm, you know, right. keep it a safe hunt, basically, especially in waterfall. So well, we did that, and uh, they gave us the uh, the nonprofit for the for fishing retreat. And so that's how that, that basically got started. But we started as a men's retreat, like a lot of churches would do, you know. They want, they want to keep, get their men involved and bring other men in, into the church and do some activities that everybody be, you know, would come to and then learn about Jesus. So we kind of started the same way. And, and God let us do that until one of the retreats completely flopped. Uh, it was it was right before the retreat, and we had uh, oh, probably about ten men going, and it ended up the day before I was the only one going. Uh, there was people that had problems in their families or businesses or got sick or whatever. There was mm-hmm. a lot of good reasons, but they just didn't come. And uh, Lord, what is going on? I thought this is what you wanted us to do, and I really prayed about it. I was really disappointed with it, really disappointed, and. Uh, I, I prayed, Lord, I'll just wait till you give me an answer. And then I, I thought after I did that, wait a minute now. It took 21 years to start the ministry. That's a long time to wait. Well, it was a week and a half later, one of our board members called and asked me to go to a fishing for life banquet, another great ministry. And uh, I went to that banquet and I heard a young man speak that went to Minnesota Teen Challenge. Mm. And he said that he had worked with them with their trout pond, which they just took to one of the events, just a big a swimming pool basically put trout in and the kids and the dads had fished together. He says, I've never done that with my son. And I'm sitting at a table with eight men. I know one of them. And the tears are just coming down my face. And the Holy Spirit's saying, this is what I want you to do. Hmm. And so it was a message from God that uh, it's not just men's street because we still do those. And they are, they are powerful. They are iron, iron sharpening iron. But we also work with, now we work with Teen Challenge uh, in, in many different capacities. Actually, we do graduate father-son retreats. Uh, we do retreats for men in the program. And now we're working with Lakeside Academy, which is the teen side of, teen boys of Minnesota Teen Challenge. Hmm. And Pete and I, are on our, uh, Pete uh, Sharber that's on our board, he and I are on the advisory council for that as well. And so we do two retreats for them a year, two of the graduate retreats, and, and one, one with the men in Teen Challenge this year. Uh, we added a picnic for the men in Teen Challenge. And so w- what we'll be doing is all of their families will be coming to this picnic. And we expect probably there'll be 350 to 400 people at that picnic. So We're talking today with Rob Watlow from LegacyFishingRetreat.com. LegacyFishingRetreat.com. There's such a power, Rob, of a father and a son getting to experience nature together. Yes. Because we, when we get out, first of all, on a lake, a lot of times people are too stupid. I mean, they're, they're smart enough to never bring their cell phone out there because, you know, it, they don't float. But, <laughs> but when you get out there in that lake and you throw a line in, um, it, you just enter a different world because it's slow. You can't be in a hurry and fish. Not to catch the real fish. I mean, if you want to catch sunnies all along, under the dock, mm-hmm. you can be in a hurry to get those. But right. 
And it is fun, actually, for the little kids. You put a little piece of corn on a hook, and you can catch all the sunnies you want. But you're talking about leaving a legacy. You're talking about building a legacy, passing on a legacy. Talk to us about what one of these retreats really looks like. Well, what we do is uh, we use the farmhouse that uh, we were talking about and the, and the barn. The barn we turned into a, a bunkhouse on the bottom in the in the top of the barn. So in the in the cow feeding troughs, you made a bunkhouse? Yeah, we cleaned that out for many, many years and got it smelling pretty good and put uh, bunk beds in it. So we can sleep eight fathers and sons in the bottom of that. And then we built a worship center in the top. Nice. And had a large donation that came in and we, we, we did that. But the acoustics are fantastic in a hayloft. Oh, are they ever. Yeah, wow. they they're just really great. And we and then the overhang where they used to bring the 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 hay up into mm-hmm. the barn, that's the area where we put a nine foot cross. So it just it just it's a focal point when you come up into the top of the barn. But these retreats that what what we we started this was with Teen Challenge graduates. So it's either the father or the son that's been in, in the Teen Challenge program for a year. They're separated from their families. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's been a lot of anguish and hardship because of uh, alcohol and drugs and other things that have been happening. And it's it's a way to get the fathers and the sons back together in a relationship that's strong and give them a chance to bond and just have some fun together. And uh, so we, we set it up on that basis. But the key point on it is what you're talking about, going into to nature. It gets everybody away from whether it's the cities or their job or other relationships just puts them into a setting where they recognize God made all this and it's really hard to believe that he didn't and in fact in Romans 120 it says we have no excuse not to believe that he did because of what we see in nature it declares it it declares it when we come back lots more with Rob Watlow from LegacyFishingRetreat.com LegacyFishingRetreat.com you know in the last segment right Rob we were talking about the fact that when you get people in nature they can't help but acknowledge that God is the creator of it all and I want to just talk about that for a minute because we um, we live in a very busy world full of a lot of technology and people and noise so what happens when you bring, bring people out of that and take them to your retreat center and they get a little time away we see a change in people. It takes usually about a day and a half for people to come <laughs> out of that uh, that busy mode where yeah. they're just all wound up. But once they do, uh, their their listening uh, skills become a lot keener. And we were shown right away. Um, in fact, I, I tested this with a, a pastor and a couple of missionaries on one of our retreats. I said, I think God's been telling me that the first day of our retreats, we're supposed to talk about the God of creation. And, and and really get this idea across that it is God that has done all this wonder that we see before us. And the fact that we are able, we have the bodies that we're able to fish and enjoy it and, and be a part of it. And we're created in the image of God and he created all this for us. And once they get that, and we, we spend a day, half a, well, probably most of the first day doing that. Mm-hmm. And then that next night of, uh, of, uh, campfires we have two campfires usually and and they're powerful and we have worship leaders that come in and they're they're wonderful they really they really draw us closer to god the next day we talk about the god of love and how much god really loves us and we get into ephesians 1 which is the complete love of god from the beginning to the end in ephesians 1 and romans 8 and and just 
really share uh, in, in the whole retreat, in our guides and the leaders and so forth, we're all involved and we want to listen to what the Holy Spirit has for us to share with everybody. We don't want to push anything on anybody. At the same time, we want, want to share the truth with them and want to share the truth about how much God really cares for them, how much he really loves them, what he's really given to all of us and what a wonderful plan he has for our lives if we will only let him in. And my picture of it is a, a picture of Jesus standing at the door. There's a very famous painting that's called uh, Light of the World. And Jesus is standing at the door knocking. And if you look real close at that picture, there is no handle on the outside of the door. Mm. Hmm. Jesus is a gentleman. God is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. They, they give us the freedom of choice. We have to open the door and let him in. And we're giving them the opportunity to, to know that Jesus is there and that he wants to come into their life. And now it's up to them to open the door so that he can come in and show them what he has for them, what he can do with their life to, to bring it back in order and then to make it so much more than what they could ever imagine for themselves. Now, the Teen Challenge guys have heard that story because that's what they're hearing at Teen Challenge. They, they're they're experiencing freedom in Christ and the forgiveness, they understand the power of forgiveness and the freedom that it gives them because the, the people in Teen Challenge have gone through ugly, ugly stuff because Teen Challenge is often like a last ditch effort for a lot of families. It is. They're trying to keep their kids out of prison. Yes. They're t- sending them to Teen Challenge. In fact, a lot of judges will send kids to Teen Challenge instead of to prison to give them one last chance. That's and, very true. So how do you, what kind of response when you start to present the kind of truth, how many people do you have at your average retreats? Well, the ones that are the father-son retreats, it's usually about 24 or 25. Okay. Because we're going to have uh, eight fathers and sons. We have 16, and we have try to have a guide for every father and son. And then we have a worship leader uh, and usually a speaker as well. It may be, it may be a helper or two, depending on, on the retreat. But to give you an example, the very first Teen Challenge uh, graduate that ever called me, I can tell you where I was. <laughs> I was fishing uh, with a 90-year-old friend of mine, on Clearwater Lake, uh, ice fishing, he called and made, made the appointment. He was the very first one that ever did for a graduate retreat. That was for 2012. And the first year he came to fish, he came back the second year with his stepdad. And after he went home after the second year, he says, he wrote me an email and he said, Rob, he said, I just want you to know, I came to the first retreat because I wanted to fish and I wanted to fish with my, my stepdad. He said, I came to the second retreat because I wanted to know Jesus better. Mm. That's the difference. That's the difference. It, it's not about just knowing about Jesus. It's getting to know him. And Jesus made it very clear in, in John seventeen three that eternal life is knowing God the Father, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom he sent. That's eternal life. And you don't get to know anybody. I didn't get to know you or Martha without spending time with you. We don't mm-hmm. get to know Jesus without spending time. If we can get that idea across to them, eternal life is, is theirs. They've already accepted Jesus, but now they want to get to know him better. That becomes a lifelong thing. It does. So for our listeners that might have just tuned in, I want to let them know who we are talking to today. We are with Rob Watlow. He has a ministry called Legacy Fishing Retreat. And I say he has a ministry, but I know you're hard enough to know it's God's ministry. It's God's ministry Um, through and through. And so we're talking about that today because this is something that God very specifically has driven you to 
He worked through your life to make this happen so that other people can experience and get to know Jesus as well. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for sharing that with us today. And one of the things that I want to know, um, I'm going to ask Jim, give me a a couple of questions I'm going to ask Rob, because the first thing I want our listeners to hear is just what kind of miracles have you been seeing God do at your retreats? What Mm. have you witnessed um, that's been changing lives and making a difference? Oh, well, I've, uh, this gentleman I was just talking mm-hmm. about that was at our first retreat, I've, I've seen him go from a, a stage in his life where he really didn't have a relationship with uh, his mother to now now he has a very strong relationship. Uh, he's gone to work with the Teen Challenge himself mm-hmm. and uh, has, has recently gotten married and going to form his own family. I, I see just a blossoming happening in him. That guy is doing real work in him. Wow. And I've seen that in many people. This last retreat uh, was out in Chamberlain, um, uh, South Dakota. We call it Jesus on the River. Hmm. And it was a vision of a fellow by the name of Travis Vaud, um, a really good worship leader. Cody James was there. And we uh, we had a great time with the Indian families. But the thing I wanted to tell you about, we had a, a young lady uh, that... Uh, it had a really tough life and had a lot of children, um, uh, not necessarily by the same same man, and mm-hmm. and hadn't been very nicely treated. It had been abused, and and what had happened is uh, she went uh, fishing in my boat uh, with her boyfriend and another Christian woman, and they just had a really good time. They've ne- they had never done that before, so it was an experience where they were just having fun. And I said, you know, it's the first time I've heard you. Uh, speak or or really have fun uh, doing anything and they were just giggling because they're having so much fun <laughs> and he had decided before he came to the retreat he was going to get baptized and uh, so we were talking about it on the way back and how great it would be if they both got baptized not knowing if she'd ever accepted the lord or not we got back um and had our worship service and we knew if three people were going to be baptized well there was 10 that got baptized that day uh-huh. as we walked down and, and but the seventh person in, she walks out in the water. And uh, Travis turned around and looked at me, and he said, uh, we have to do something different on this one. I was standing in the water with Travis and his wife. They were doing the baptizing. <laughs> I was helping with the heavier people and praying you know, while I was out there. And uh, she came out, and he looked. He stood between her and the people on the shore and looked her right in the eye and said, would you like to accept Jesus as your Savior today? And she said, yes, I would. <sighs> And so he prayed with her right there. And uh, then she was baptized. See, and I hadn't seen that happen before, but it was a, it was a, it was a miracle of the day that happened yes. that God, the Holy Spirit just got a hold of her during that retreat and something special happened. And he brought the truth to her and she knew that she needed him in her life. Mm. And uh, so she was willing on her own to step forward in that water. Not even knowing really what the baptism was all about. That makes it all worthwhile, doesn't it? Oh, man. That is so fabulous. So you kind of answered my other question, because one of the things I was wondering is, for our listeners that are listening in, and they're like, this is intriguing to me. Um, First of all, I want to point them to your website, which is LegacyFishingRetreat.com. But do they have to be avid fishermen in order to attend? No, they they don't. Uh, the fishing is uh, quite honestly a, a draw card. Uh, the people that are involved in legacy fishing, we all have a passion for fishing. Mm-hmm. We all have a passion for the outdoors, so we can share that with other people. And a lot of people that come uh, aren't 
aren't very good fishermen. A lot of them have never fished before at all. So it's a great uh, time to get out and experience that. But there's so much more to the retreats than the fishing. The fishing is just a part of what we do. So. So I just think that, you know, it'd be very easy for somebody to say, well, I've never done that before. So I guess that's not something I could go to. But if this is intriguing to them, you know, that you've got a guide, you said, for those father-son ones, um, which I know that there's something very special about father and son and fishing. And I think God, God made that design. Moms don't don't understand it very well, but that's okay. You, you guys don't understand when we take our daughters shopping, you know, it's like, (laughs) you know, God has created us all differently, but um, to know that there is such a special connection that can happen there that you've witnessed and can attest to. I think that that's really good for our listeners to hear. Rob, talk about, you, you've you got some upcoming events yes. that people can get involved in. I mean, mm-hmm. people people listening are going, I want a job like Rob Watlow. I want a job <laughs> where I could take people fishing and speak truth into their lives. I mean, that's pretty fantastic. You don't go fishing at the same lake every time though, right? No, we fish all over Minnesota. Uh, well, we, on Chamberlain, South Dakota. And Chamberlain, South Dakota. So yeah, Lake of the Woods, Leech Lake, uh, Minnewaska, uh, Lacaparo, which is the Minnesota River. Uh, a lot of different lakes. So, so you could go August, on and on. There's 10,000 of them to choose from, right? <laughs> yeah, there, how many of them are named Pine Lake? Somebody made that comment to me this morning. Hey, Pine Lake, there's like 50,000 of those. <laughs> All right. So in August, you've got a couple of men's fishing retreats. Are those men and boys fishing retreats or are those just men fishing retreats? Usually it's uh, men and, and older teenagers okay. you know, mm-hmm. kind of geared towards that on, on the men's retreats as opposed to the real young guys. So, so the, for the first two weekends in August... You've got some retreats. You got Lake of the Woods, which is way in northern Minnesota. It it is Lake of the Woods is shared by Canada, a eh, and Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then I don't know where Lake Minnewasha is. Min- Minnewasha is out by Starbuck and Glenwood. It's about an hour and forty minutes from Twin Cities. Oh, got it. Glenwood, we know Glenwood. We That's- do. Not far from Gaylord. Oh, that Glenwood, yeah. yes. Yeah, of course we, we used to live in Gaylord. But the, those lakes are shallow out there, though. Is Lake Minnewashka shallow? It's uh, reasonably shallow, but there's some deep spots in it, too. Oh, so. Okay. All a right. lot of good fishing. All right, Fabulous. so people want to find out more about it, then go on your website, LegacyFishingRetreat.com, LegacyFishingRetreat.com, LegacyFishingRetreat.com. If you're just tuning in right now, love to encourage you to go back and listen to the entire podcast so you can hear that entire podcast or broadcast, depending where you're listening. So you can hear Rob's story and how the Lord led him here. Rob's an old time car guy, did creative leasing for a number of years. He and his dad, that's how Martha and I met him back in the eighties and the nineties, doing business back and forth between our car clients and Rob's car clients. Today, we're talking legacy fishing retreats, not just going fishing, but leaving a legacy. Rob, you've got men's fishing retreats. We've talked about, you've got teen challenge, uh, uh, fishing retreats. Talk about, you've got a couple other ones. You've got family fishing retreats. In fact, you've got one coming up the third week of August. What are those family fishing retreats like? Well, the family fishing retreats uh, are really, really special, but really fun because it gets the whole family involved. Sometimes it's uh, grandparents bringing the grandkids with, sometimes it's a whole family, you know, of a younger family coming. And what we do is, uh, one of them is uh, Jesus on the River out at Chamberlain that we've been talking about. That one had a lot of need, Native Indian families at it this particular year. It's a little different this year, which was great. Uh, the one that's coming up is at Pike Point uh, Resort, owned by a Christian couple up there. And uh, just a, a, an older, nostalgic resort that they've really uh, done a lot of renovation on. 
but the the family retreats uh it's it's really fun because the whole group comes together as a as a legacy family besides the families being together and we we worship together we sing together we fish together we play together we eat together we just have a have a great time, and then there's a lot of free time for the families to to do what they'd like. You have to do. a fish fry in there somewhere, right? Yes, we yes we yes we do. There's yeah. nothing better than having fresh fish off of the lake. Yeah. So, do you get your wife to go on these family retreats with you? Yeah, she has got on them. In fact, uh, the one last year at uh, Pike Point that we were just talking about, we took our uh, grandson with, and that was Aww. he got together with about seven boys there, and they had a ball. So that's fabulous. It is. It's fun to involve our our families involved in our getting them involved in our ministry. All right. So then you also have this teens for Christ retreats. What are those? Well, that one's coming up the end of uh, uh, July. That's a special group out of Wisconsin. Uh, one of our board members had worked with in the past and we've continued to do take on that retreat. Uh, it's a group out of Hudson, Wisconsin of teens that get involved in Bible quizzes and national Bible quizzes, as well as regional um, do a lot of the things besides that, but these are young men, uh, usually between 12 and 18, that are interested in possibly going into the ministry or just knowing a lot more about Jesus. So, hmm. well, so my challenge to you when you're talking to them about these teens, thinking they're in, interested in getting involved in ministries, make sure they understand that their ministry could be anything. Yes, and, and to know that they don't have to be a pulpit pastor, they don't have to be a foreign missionary to be in ministry. They could be a car guy. They could be an IT guy. They could be a ditch digger. They could be whatever and still bring glory to God. Make sure you bring that out in those guys. They could even be fishers of men. They could be fishers <laughs> of men. I like that. I like that. All right. So you do all these retreats in the upper Midwest, but you know, in the middle of winter, fishing here is cold. Yes, sir. But unless you're inside of a really great uh, you know, ice fishing house, which I know they could be 80 degrees inside. What about bringing one of these retreats to Florida? We got all kinds of great inland lake bass fishing, tons of it. Why not? You said you had a buddy in Ocala now in the villages, tons of great lakes around that area. Why not bring one of these retreats down there? You know, my wife would be the first one that would like to do that because <laughs> she'd love to be down in Florida during the winter time and, yes. and have me around then too. It would be really fun to be able to do that. And it quite honestly comes down to the good Lord leading us to do that. Yes. Uh, if there's somebody out there that's listening to this uh, broadcast podcast, uh, if this is this is your calling and something you think you should do, uh, get it started. Maybe we can join in with you. But mm-hmm. right now, uh, until the Lord calls us to do that, what we're doing right now, we know is, is right. So That brings up a good question, though. Do you do any ice fishing? I mean, do you ever do winter retreats or is it only during the open water? We, we do a little bit of it. Uh, uh-huh. They're a little bit smaller groups. Actually, we've done it with our uh, Bible study. We have two legacy Bible studies that meet every Thursday. Ah. Uh, iron sharpening iron. And these, these men, uh, quote the verse from uh, Psalm 42, as a deer pants for water, so my soul thirsts for you. These men are hungry for the Lord. Mm. And we had a, a really great retreat up in Brainerd area last year and, and did some fishing out on uh, Mille Lacs. Because Jim has talked about ice fishing on the radio before. And for the people in the South that don't know what that, that it, it, it really exists, it is a thing. <laughs> it is, I was telling him, I said, did you ever watch that movie Grumpy Old Men? Like, that was a documentary on ice fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and it's really true. People do actually drive out on the ice, but they do it when it's safe. So. Yes, for, right. sure. Well, for sure. And they do it on Lake Wabasha, which is where that one was filmed. All right, so let's talk about the impact that Rob Watlow has been called to leave on this world. 
you've been legacy fishing retreat, something that the Lord laid on your heart so many years, 21 years until you finally put it into, into action. God's blessing and he's given you opportunities. I mean, the teen challenge connection is the one that excites me the most because those are kids. They're kids and there could be kids to adults. adults of any age that have just, they have gone down a path that is wide and not the narrow path. God's given you a lot of amazing opportunities. What do you see as what's next? Uh, this call in your life, which is totally different than the call being in the car business. How, how do you see God working in and around you as you head into the end of 2018 and looking at 2019 and beyond? You know, it's a, it's a really good question. And I, th- I think anybody in ministry is always looking uh, to what God wants us to do next. But it becomes about listening and really trusting in him. And, and, and that comes through your daily devotions, through your prayers, through the counsel you have from your board members, uh, from just a clear message from God just one day that uh, here's what I want you to do. To tell you exactly what's going to be into, into next year, uh, I see the retreats that we're doing now that we're supposed to do. Um, I'd like love to see uh, Legacy grow so we have uh, more people full-time full within the ministry. I'm basically the only full-time person at this point. And everything else is volunteers. We probably had over 100 volunteers. Wow. We probably have over 45 uh, guides that help us uh, for, with fishing and, and a lot of support. But it, it's really going to come down to, uh, you know, what really is, does God show us over time? And I think a, a big part of that is, is really listening to him. You know, God says, my ways aren't your ways and my thoughts aren't your thoughts. And the only way that we're going to understand what that will is, is uh, like it talks about in Romans, is to have our minds conf- conformed not to this world, yeah. but to the thinking of God. And the more time you spend with him and the more you get to know him, the more he's going to share that with you. He taught me a long time ago in the early part of this ministry that I love all the people that are coming to retreat as much as I love you or any pastor you bring in or any music worship leader you bring in. I love them all the same. And I want you to, to always realize that there is no partiality with, with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody is the same on his list and he has a plan for all of us and he wants wants to use the talents and the gifts that he's given us and he'll give us new ones when we need them and he'll bring people into our lives uh, i studied ecology and uh, biology uh, through through college uh, wildlife management was my first degree and i loved ecology because of all how everything fit together what i love to see now is how God brings people together, like we're coming together yeah. today in what you're doing in your ministry and, and, and broadcasting you know, this message across to people today. God is, is, is a wonder worker with people. And, and the meetings and the people that he brings into your lives will enrich you so much. You, you just can't even imagine. We use the verse in Legacy. It's um, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him was able to do exceedingly more than all we can ask or imagine. By his power that works in us, he uses his power in us. Right. To him, to God be the glory. You were talking about this earlier. To God be the glory through his church, through Jesus Christ, to all generations. That's what we're trying to do in legacy. To all generations. Forever, never, Amen. It's an amazing God we serve. It's it's amazing that the Lord 
took the passion of your heart. As you said, even in college, you were studying ecology and wildlife management. You took the passion of your heart and allowed you to plug that into a ministry model that is a business. I mean, you're running a business. You're running retreats, which is a lot of work. We do that. We know. We understand what retreats are a lot of work. But you're, he's allowed you to take that passion and he's used it and he's exploded it and allowed you to play outside and minister to people at the same time. Yes. What a privilege that is. It is. It's, a, it's a, an extreme privilege. I praise him every day for that. It's, it's, a great, it's a great thing. You never dreamed or imagined you get to fish for a living. That'd be a good thing. You're not getting paid to fish. You're getting paid to lead people to Christ, but same thing. Legacy Fishing Retreat, you've got events coming up in August. Every weekend in August, you get the first two weekends in August. Those are men's retreats. The third week in August is a family fishing retreat. What about Labor Day weekend? You call that, is that a, like a vacation weekend for you or what? That'd be vacation, I guess. I guess. <laughs> All right, make sure you check out Rob Watlow and his ministry online, LegacyFishingRetreat.com. LegacyFishingRetreat.com. If you have a family member or you have got somebody you really want to touch uh, and they love to fish and you really know they need to meet Jesus, this would be a great opportunity. LegacyFishingRetreat.com. And if you want to multiply it, contact Rob online, LegacyFishingRetreat.com, and he'll tell you how to multiply this. Rob Wattle, thank you for being an I Work For Him. Thank you very much. May God bless you and your ministry as well. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work For, for Him. him.